What's up, everybody? BC here with another uh, special interview here on Supreme Being. As always, you guys know this podcast is sponsored by my real estate team. Go to teambcsold.com if you want to contact us and you need anything real estate. Uh, number two, if you're interested in joining my team and you're a part of real estate, uh, go to partnerwithteambc.com and set up a call with us. And lastly, but not least, Modern Success. We're just coming back from Vegas from our cool event. Our guest tonight, Vernell, is part of Modern Success, and I'm excited to interview him because he's young and he's doing his thing. So, Vernell, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, BC. I'm excited, man. Hell yeah, dude. So uh, give everybody a quick intro, man. Everybody in the MS community and family knows you, but for those that don't know you, give us a quick rundown. Yeah, for those who don't know me, I run a credit repair company called Fortune 800. I started in credit repair right out of high school. I've been interested in credit since I was 16 years old. I really wanted to get a BMW. Ended up getting one. (laughs) It wasn't all it was cracked up to be, but... uh, Ended up getting the BMW from working from another credit repair company and then kind of found out that they were scamming people because my, some of my family members had ended up getting sued on those accounts that were way older. So one got sued on a $20,000 car loan that was almost 20 years old and she got her wages garnished and I knew I couldn't have my name attached to that anymore. And I was like, I had to figure out how I could start my own. And then I, dove deep into the laws and figured out why that was happening. And now I'm on a mission to, to um, expose the information because a lot of these companies are doing information control. They're only releasing certain, mm. only giving certain information to certain people. So I want to make sure that everyone has the information that'll keep them from getting sued on a debt that they had when they were 10 years old. Wow. That's crazy, man. I didn't even know that. That's insane. Um, let, let's let's rewind, right? Because I know you're a basketball player too. Talk yeah. a little bit about your life leading up to you finally getting into credit. Yeah, I played basketball. I started when I was I was 13 years old. I started playing basketball before I was a skateboarder, and I was real short out of nowhere. I grew like five inches in one summer, and I was like, "Man, I think I should play basketball." Tried out for the middle school team. I was terrible, but that following summer. I put in that work and I was there every morning, five in the morning doing dribbling drills. And next, next year, my eighth grade year came back, dominated, scored like 20 a game. High school did pretty good. Started off on freshman for the first half of the season and then moved up to varsity, played varsity for three years. I, I did decent, ended up getting a few college offers, but none of them were full ride. And they were all in a Timbuktu in Washington some in Montana. And then I had some friends that wanted me to come out with them and Cerritos to play, but that was, uh, they offered no scholarship. I had to pay to live in California and uh, pay the tuition, which I thought was ridiculous. But when I seen you, uh, and you talked a little bit about your basketball and how you were, your basketball career and how you were with it. It really reminded me of how I was. I was no BS. I wanted to make sure I was working every morning and I was, I was intense. I was intense. I really, I was focused and I I wanted to redirect that energy into something else because I felt basketball was kind of a, it was coming to an end for me. I was super athletic. I think I had like a 43 inch vertical at my peak. I mean, head by the rim, but uh, I couldn't shoot to save my life. And uh, I I was, I was a really just a a dunker. I passed really well. And, uh, I just had high basketball IQ, but I just couldn't shoot the ball to save my life, especially three pointers. (laughs) 
Yeah, I worked on my uh, jump shot a lot, bro, after high school because you need it, especially when you start playing in college. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. And I was like, yeah. I don't have it. What, what ultimately um, got you interested in credit repair? Because you said at 16, you started being really interested. What, what led you down that path? My mom showed me her credit report when I was 16 and she struggled with credit. She had like a five something. and She had a ton of credit card debt and she was telling me, because I was asking for a lot of stuff at the time. I was like, can we go here? Can I do this? Can I get that? And she had to always tell me no, no, and no. And I was like, why? She's like, you want to know why? She whipped out her credit report and she was like, this is why. I have a low credit score and I have all this debt. You, and now you want to ask me for a BMW, it's not going to happen. And, but she said, I'll tell you this. If you, have your, if you have your own score, 700 plus, as soon as you turn 18, you can get whatever car you want. And I was like, my eyes got wide. I was like, really, I can just get a car? without paying the full money and she was like yeah you can you can get a car and you can pay monthly payments on it and after that i got so obsessed with it i got my first credit card when i was 18 it was a three thousand dollar amex card and man i used to check the app like every day and i was just so interested that you can get access to more money than than you make like i didn't make any money at the time but i had three thousand dollars on a credit line which i always thought was crazy that you can have access to money. That's cool, bro. So um, you get into it right after high school. I know you mentioned you work with another company. Was that right out of the gate or did you start somewhere else and then work with this company that you were with previously? I tried a lot of different stuff. I bought a lot of make money online, kind of <laughs> one, three step systems. And I had about, had about three grand saved because I worked two different jobs and I burned through that in like two months. With these, these make money online schemes and then my mom's friend had told me she was doing a credit repair and I was like hey I, I know a, a thing or two about credit repair and uh or credit in general and I was like I think I should get involved with this and I got involved I did good and when when my aunt she got sued I was at like the peak of what I was doing I was doing ten thousand dollars a month in business and I was doing speaking engagements at least once or twice a week. Yeah. And I was bringing new people into the business. And so it's like a network marketing business. I was getting new partners. I was selling the product and service. And I got hit with that. Uh, people were getting sued and their scores were going down. And I was like, man, I couldn't do it. But after that, I fell into like, man, what do I, what do, I do? Because I, I quit the business. And I started playing basketball again after that a lot. And I was like, man, should I just go up to Montana? I was, I was like lost. And I didn't know what, what I should do. And I started reading books and I was like, wait, I already know credit repair. I should just do, have my own business. And that's where I started. You know, and, and that's an interesting position to be in, bro, because a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people who been involved with business where they know, like you mentioned, you know, people got sued and there's a lot of uh, information retention, right? right. Information they're not giving. And you can say that some of these companies are doing shady shit. Right. So for sure. Can you walk people through that process? Cause some people will say, well, it's not my fault. I'm just going to keep working with the company. Was that an easy decision for you to make and leave? Or what went through your mind in those moments to say, I know I'm making good money, but I'm going to step away from this business. When it was like, I couldn't have my name attached to that because I'm all about transparency and honesty. So I wanted to give as much information as I could when I was bringing new people on as clients. And when I realized that 
there was this mysterious way that people were just getting sued on debts uh, that they had when they were 10 years old. It, it was, I was like, I, I just cannot. And I called everyone that was close to me that I had signed up in the business. And I was like, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm just letting you guys know I'm no longer going to be involved with this. It was like instant. I was driving home. I got the information that, that another, another person got sued outside of my aunt. And I was like, I, I couldn't do it. It was instantaneous. I called, canceled, told everyone that I brought into the business, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Wow, man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. Especially that right. you know, like your aunt got sued and other people. That, that That's crazy, man. Yeah, people I didn't know that trusted me, man. I was uh, I was on stage at these schools peddling this product and it, it was screwing people over. Fuck, man, that, that's heavy, dude. So obviously you leave, uh, you go through the, the moment of kind of being lost. Then you say, okay, I'm going to do credit repair on my own. What was some of the first things you did to, to kind of get that started and get yourself back, back on your feet? I just looked into the, the top credit repair people and I, I seen that one of the dudes had, the, had a course on forming your credit repair business and uh, getting it off the ground. And I was like, I paid the money to learn exactly what I needed to do. I went through his program, I set up my business, and then I looked at what I was doing with just credit repair, and I morphed that with software. So I wanted to make sure that people who couldn't even afford credit repair, who couldn't afford like the money that I was charging to work with them personally, yeah. I wanted to make sure that they had access to this information too. And that's when I started a separate company called Credit Fix Easy, which is a software company that allows you to create a uh, dispute letters with just a few clicks of a button, a few clicks of a few buttons and boom, it creates dispute letters and there's training in the, there's training in the, um, in the software that allows you to understand what the process looks like and what exactly you need to do to get negative accounts removed. So I just start reading books and looking into who was the top, top in the business so you have a side that's like the consultations where you help people with it's paid. And then you also have that software you're talking about it, that's completely free that you offer people. Not free, but a fraction of the cost. Okay, cool. Yeah, a fraction dude, of the cost. for sure. I, I would like to share that because I know people are listening to this. You know, we deal with that a lot on the real estate side, especially with buyers who have, you know, questionable credit or they have questions, mm -hmm. you know, an asset for a lot of people working in real estate is to have somebody like Vernell. Now what you do, is it nationwide or is it only particular to like Nevada and the state that you're in? It's everywhere except for Atlanta, Georgia. It, the laws are weird out there and I just prefer to, it's like a gray area. I'll stay away from working with people in Georgia because the, um, the likelihood of them coming after me is uh, a lot higher. So everywhere except for Georgia. Well, got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So, um, for somebody listening, right? Like me, uh, when I was younger, I fucked up a lot. I ruined my credit when I was younger because I got those cards when I was fucking 19 and 20 and I was dumb and I just bought a bunch of shit, right? Like most right. young kids. How important is it for people to really make this like a priority in their life? Because I know it wasn't for me. So you being younger and you having this already taken care of is cool because most cats your age don't even know what the fuck credit is. Right. So like if you could give people maybe two or three things to keep in mind when it comes to the credit or some things they can do to at least get them started to be more mindful of it, what would you tell them? Yeah, your, your social security number can equal numbers in a bank account and your signature can be worth a lot of money if you structure your credit in a way that allows you to get maximum money on credit cards, bank loans, whatever, whatever it is, whether you wanna buy a home, 
you want to finance that nice car. Maybe you don't want to pay cash, but you have the income to cover the payment. Or maybe you just want to get an apartment with a, a low deposit. You don't want to pay first last month's rent and an extra $800 just because. Yeah. So your social security can equal numbers in a bank account that can help you get ahead. Because if you don't come from a rich family, you're not going to get lended. They're not going to lend you your, your family members. They're not going to lend you a hundred thousand dollars to go start a business, but you can co-sign on a business loan with your personal credit for a hundred thousand dollars. And our credit is used for some of our largest transactions in our life. And when you have great credit, they treat you better and the transactions are much more smoother. Yeah, that's great, bro. Um, so uh, would you say that the information that the public has about credit and what it can do is like very, very, very limited? Yeah, for sure. And people are hiding the information and especially on the credit repair side, I hate to see it. Everyone's kind of just in their own lane. No one's calling out the BS. No one's calling out the scams. Everyone's just, oh, well, I'm just worried about myself. But if you know what you know, then you need, you have a moral obligation, a moral duty to to spread that information so people can avoid getting sued on a $20,000 car loan that they had 20 years ago, which is just ridiculous, but people don't know what they don't know. Right. What would you say is like the top two or three things that are maybe misconceptions or people don't know if you can just say any off the top of your head? Yeah. One thing that is a misconception that I see a lot is credit repair is somehow illegal or we're doing something fishy that that's not that's not what we're doing we're we're using the fcra the fair credit reporting act to make sure that everything is reporting positively because the credit bureaus don't have the manpower to verify all of your accounts they don't have the manpower to make sure that everything is reporting accurately and that's why there's an opportunity to get your credit repaired and get those negative items off of your account and a misconception another one is that credit is just bad. Uh, we get bombarded with these different gurus that they all have ulterior motives, whether one is telling you that, oh, never use your credit. It's all bad. It's all just prison. It's like a slave chains. And then there's another guru that's like, hey, use it all the time. No money down. Get in real estate easy. Yeah. And it's all ulterior motives. But in reality, you can use it. You can use it to get ahead instead of using it to con- consume you can use it to produce something yeah you know like one thing i always heard is never and you can confirm this is true or not um uh, to never go over like 40 or 50 percent of your credit card balances is that true oh 30 percent uh okay 30 percent is way too high one one to seven percent is is a lot is a lot better and will maximize that that category so you know you have the different categories payment history utilization yeah and that'll maximize it and give you the most points because in each section, there's a maximum amount of points that you can get for that section. That will maximize it. One to 7%. 30% is not really going to, that, that's where you see people who don't have negative accounts on their credit report have scores like 680. Like you could have 700, 720, as long as you keep your utilization a lot lower. Right. Okay. And that can be done without paying down your credit cards. You can ask for increases. One thing that I did when I had high balances was I would switch the balance from one card to another. And then once that card was clear, I would ask for a, li- a limit increase of like $5,000. And then I would switch that balance 
right back over. So the utilization is now lower. Wow. That's a slick move right there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's smart. And I had heard something similar to that, but not the way that you described it, right? Which is cool. So obviously, dude, this is a can of worms that we can open and talk about for like 10 hours, man. So I think this is a good time for you um, to plug you know, if people want to reach out to you or find out about your software or contact you for a consultation, what's the best way for them to do it? You can reach me on my Instagram at Vernell Watts underscore, or you can go directly to my website. It's fortune800.com and you can book a consultation or you can message me and we can talk it out over the DMs, but we're going to get on the phone because that's the best way we can communicate and come to an understanding of what's wrong with your credit and what we can do to fix it. Okay, so like you said, you're basically viable for anybody that's outside of Atlanta, Georgia specifically. So if somebody yeah. calls you from Alaska, Washington, New York, Cali, Florida, like you're good to help them. Good, gotcha. Okay, perfect, man, cool. So thank you for doing this, man. This is a topic that obviously we could talk like an hour about it, but right. I'd rather, because um, it, it's even confusing me, bro, the little bit that you're saying, because I have nothing, um, I don't have any knowledge about it, but you know, what I want to do comment for the people listening to the podcast is, you know, this guy is obviously an expert at what he does. And I've always been preaching to people, whether it's credit, taxes, whatever, go to the experts. If you have to pay them a little bit of money, who gives a shit? They study and spend their time doing that to help you, right? Because as an example, if I, not knowing anything, wanted to know what you know, even if I studied a lot every day, how long would it even take me to be able to touch you as far as the information that you know, realistically? Three, four years. Yeah, see? easily. Now, if you're running a business and doing something else, that's not going to happen, right? It, it just doesn't make sense. All right. So Vernell, bro, thank you for, uh, for doing this, man. Um, make sure that you pass me everything too. Um, once we finish that way I can post it on the, the podcast and everybody can reach you, you know, your website gotcha. and your, uh, Instagram too. All right. Gotcha. Uh, any, any final words of wisdom for people? Words of wisdom, uh, make sure you check your credit score because one out of seven, one out of seven credit reports have, falsely reporting negative accounts and I don't know where they got that statistic from unless they're purposefully purposefully putting those accounts on people's credit reports make sure you check your credit score make sure you have some kind of credit monitoring service it is essential and I cannot I cannot explain enough how important it is to have that oh, man. crazy bro all right man thanks for being here uh, everybody every Monday and Wednesday 7 p.m pacific standard time you know same place same time all right we'll see you guys